This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. And joining us right now is the owner and GM of your Cowboys. It's Jerry Jones. Good morning, sir. Hi. Good morning. And, um, boy, it's not only good to uh, be where we are with our team and and uh, headed over there to Jacksonville, but it's good to be in the Christmas time of the year. Yes, sir. Yes, it is. Uh, Jerry Jones brought to you by Ford, built for Texas, built for you. Jerry, you are on the cusp of back-to-back playoff appearances, and I think that this is like the first time with, to win like at least 10 games in back-to-back seasons since like 1996. How significant is that to you to be in this position as a franchise? Well, it's very, very significant. Uh, it's important to uh, uh, everything we do. Uh, it's very disappointing not to uh, have had the consistency uh, to uh, uh, basically accomplish a a steady playoff appearance uh, team. That's hard to do. Uh, and uh, you can go with that with uh, looking at uh, our competition all over the league. So it's uh, very uh, hats off to Mike, our uh, coach, McCarthy. Uh, hats off to the players. Uh, and I'm proud for the fans. Well, and you just mentioned that with Mike McCarthy. He seems like, and just kind of knowing his the way he was in Green Bay, he seems like a guy that takes a lot of pride in doing what he's doing right now with this team. How much pride does he have in, in what he's accomplishing right now? Well, he's, um, uh, first of all, uh, I, I don't know that the pride thing, that's a good, good word, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but I don't know that that's what I think about when I see him. Uh, what I think about is his focus on the playoffs, his focus on uh, having a team ready to uh, compete under the circumstances of a playoff. Uh, in other words, he looks at the process of spring and training camp and, uh, if you will, the early part of the season. He looks at it as a preparation for when the real uh, football comes, when it's really down to, as Bill Parcells used to say, I would never quit coaching if it were I could just start coaching in the playoffs. So um, uh, Mike uh, does uh, work that way. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he dismisses any early game uh, that we play, but it is about the playoffs with him, and I think that shows. Um, and and you're allowed to do some things that, uh, uh, frankly, uh, where we are in the NFL allow us to do. And you can make teams better as you move uh, toward the playoffs when you see that you're going to get a chance to be in it. Uh, that hasn't always been that way. But just because of the nature of how uh, players, uh, the nature of where we are in the game, the skill level of the game, you can do like we're doing and uh, p- pick up a, a, a Beckham or pick up a Hilton 
Uh, you can do those kinds of things and make your team better at this time of the year. Why? Because there's some players out there that have uh, also had their eye on the playoff situation, and uh, they might not have committed to a team. They may be very capable of playing. Uh, they may be trying to get their uh, rehab better and uh, get to be a part of a team. We've seen it happen several times over the last few years. Jerry, I know a baseball season season and football season are very different, but I can remember when the Yankees were coming to town, the media would start talking about it, and friends and family all of a sudden really wanted tickets to come see you play, and you knew that they really wanted to come see the Yankees play. And I feel like you just talked about Christmas time a little bit, and already the national media, including us, are starting to talk about the Dallas Philadelphia Christmas Eve game and I think this is sometimes where you can overlook that opponent you're not trying to as a player but so many people are feeding you the next game the next game so how is this game not going to be accidentally overlooked from the Dallas Cowboys well that that's uh that to me has always been a non-participant which is the most important part of the equation our fans but the participant, the player, he's more down in the woods. Uh, he's more he's he's more having to uh, think of. Are you still there? Yeah, yes, we're sir. we're here. Sorry, guys, I heard a click off. Yep. But uh, in other words, uh, the player, and for that matter, even the coach, which isn't as important. But that player, man, he's all he's down in the uh, the the technique of the guy in front of him. Uh, the uh, understanding of his assignment, uh, then uh, uh, that's not only beginning when the week starts as far as this overlooking thing, but as you get closer to uh, a game and when you get right up on the game, ready to go down on kickoff or getting ready to run out there, boy, all of that, that kind of periphery, that overhang of have we, of, oh, have we overlooked these guys, that goes away. What you're trying to do is not get beat or beat the guy in front of you, really. Jerry, the uh, obviously your offensive line and kind of where everything pieces together is a, is on everybody's mind right now. Do you think the offensive line we see this week or even throughout the next couple of weeks is going to be the same one we see in the playoffs? Uh, I think uh, reality probably would take exception to that <laughs> because the old word position flex or the ability to move around a little bit because why? You get nicked up. Hopefully you don't get seriously injured like we did with Steele and have to uh, really make a, uh, a more permanent move. But throughout the year, the, uh, the O-line and the players themselves are moved around and so that you can at least attempt to have some position flex. Now, I will say this. Peters hadn't spent any time out there right tackle, yet there he was playing in the game and uh, really the most important drive that uh, maybe we've had this year is going down and beating the uh, Houston team. Peters, our right tackle that came in that hadn't taken any snaps there. Uh, but he had played right tackle in his time. And uh, these guys uh, do have some good recall. Uh, they put those wrinkles in there when they were pretty young. I'm talking about in their brain, in their recall. And uh, they had a lot of reps back in their 20s usually or for that matter, in Tyron's case, and when he was in college, uh, you can get there pretty quick. Well, and to bring up Tyron, you know, when he when he started, he was a right tackle after you drafted him. Does does he still have that position flex? Are you looking forward to seeing him as a right tackle in the next couple of weeks? 
The answer is absolutely he does. Yes, sir. It's like riding a bicycle. Now, you do need reps. Don't get me wrong. The more reps you've got, the better you should play. And that's a fact. But uh, still, uh, you have the experience he's got, uh, the skill that he's got, the physical attributes he's got, uh, as well as uh, the experience and years ago that he had playing this position. All of that will uh, kick in here. You know, Jerry, a guy that we haven't talked about a lot on being such a contributor this year is Leighton Vander Esch. And his rookie year was amazing, and then he dealt with injuries the last few years. But this year, can you talk about his resurgence as a really quality player for your defense? Well, uh, first let me start with uh, his mentality, or let me start with just who he is. And you couldn't draw, you couldn't draw a football player up in this league uh, and uh, have one drawn up better than what uh, Vander Esch is. And uh, uh, you've got to watch guys because sometimes what they're asked to do, the system, uh, really complements what they do the best, or sometimes it, uh, uh, it's all football, but still they can do some of these things better. Well, uh, first of all, he's doing uh, things that uh, he's evolved into, uh, but he's doing some things that uh, uh, really suit him. And so uh, he's been able to go from side to side. And uh, that's, to me, when he shows up the most. He's got terrific range. He's got terrific wingspan. So he's really troublesome for those quarterbacks when they're looking at those short throws over the middle. Boy, he's got a big arm span. All of those things we knew about. Uh, but it's sure good to see him moving and having the range that he's having. Now, he's had that. Don't get me wrong. But it's good to see it. That game that I saw him play the other day was one of the best I've seen a football player play. Mm. And then one of your other linebackers, I know he's played a lot of defensive in, Micah Parsons. He recently said his body's a little bit more beat up this year than last year because he's playing more defensive in. How are you feeling about that with a month to go till you guys get into the do-or-die playoff situations? Well, I, uh, of course, uh, we're into such a critical time, and uh, we want him to be available for all the pressure that we can have, the pressure that we can have. And so that usually implies pressure on the passer, which usually implies from the outside. It doesn't have to. It can come from the inside. But, uh, uh, yes, uh, uh, there's no question that Micah takes a beating. And um, when you're uh, as the type of player he is, when you're as aggressive as he is, uh, and so he does take a beating, and uh, uh, it would concern anybody that when you have as many plays as he has, as many physical plays, he's a space hitter, what we call a space hitter, and that means he's got a running start or whoever he's trying to hit uh, sometimes, except the quarterback has a running start. Those guys uh, get dinged up. Now, he also – made a comment on the Von Miller podcast about uh, Jalen Hurts. And right now he says, I'm sure that Philly hates me. And I was kind of curious, do you think there's a city out there that hates you, that that, that are a, a, te- a fan base? It's like, there's Jerry Jones. Can't stand that guy. And how do you, how do you handle that? Do you kill him with kindness? Oh, I first of all, do you really think that? Uh, <laughs> I've, I've never thought of it that way. I've, I've always thought I was – 
I get so many Valentine cards from those cities. <laughs> Do you really think people don't like me? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know, Jerry. I don't know. Do you have a stack of Valentine cards from those cities? Come on, man. It's Christmas. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Lots a little love, bit. Lots of love being thrown around. <laughs> Tell them I'm the most popular guy there is in the deal. Dress it up a little bit. Give me a one thing to smile about. Gotcha. I got you, Jerry. All right. The um, you brought up Odell. Uh, you 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 just brought him up in that conversation just a few moments ago. Is how alive is that, and how how close are you with him? Well, uh, the the second is uh, I'm not going to go how close, but I can go very alive, very much on the first question. It's very alive because because he wants it to be alive or did y'all reach back out like i'm kind of curious at how that play games i mean he and i want it to be alive and we all want it to be alive gotcha. and so uh, yes and so uh, we're just working through uh things that uh, uh that were that are important to the future here do you feel like uh ty hilton will suit out on sunday and get uh live reps now listen that's a little speculation uh, obviously, some more to come, uh, but he sure looked good at practice yesterday. And uh, we have uh, now NOW uh, vision of him, and so uh, it's good likelihood he will. Okay. And then it's, I would. Uh, well, it's, it's kind of an either or decision and, and a place there on our roster that uh, uh, the other player, and not necessarily at the same position, but the other player will have something to do with the roster spot as well. Okay. At another position, the availability of another position. Yes, sir. If we get really jammed up on numbers at another position, that could bump his number out as early as uh, uh, the, uh, the game against Jacksonville. But I can't tell you that. I don't know. Yes, sir. So the game against Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence, number one overall pick, very hyped up, had a great career at Clemson. I was wondering what the Dallas Cowboys thought of Trevor Lawrence in the draft. Just uh, uh, was right there at our first uh, player picked in draft. Frank, he was obviously a quarterback, which always bumped up. But still, uh, just uh, great skills, great skills, uh, uh, real rare skills throwing the ball. And, uh, boy, he's uh, he's played well for them. Just like just ever bit as good as uh, we had him. Uh, uh, evaluated coming out as he would make a great pro. Jerry Jones join us here on the KNC Masterpiece on 105.3 The Fan. The San Francisco 49ers are on a bit of a roll right now. And I don't know if you got a chance to sit there and watch them a little bit last night. I know you take part in all the games. When you look at that team, their roster, their coaching, where do you put them comparatively to the Cowboys right now and what they're doing with that rookie quarterback? Well, I would say uh, uh, they've uh, uh, they're adjusting with that quarterback is uh, real impressive. Looking at the team as a whole, when you can bring in uh, at that position and play like they played last night or played like they played last week, and punts uh, it out with the kind of defense they're playing, that makes them an outstanding team. I'm, I'm very if you look at com competition and what we've got ahead of us, very concerned about San Francisco. They've got a good team. 
Something else that popped up this uh, this week uh, was the targeting rule. I know there were some conversations this week with some meetings and everything, and Stephen Jones said uh, that he disagreed with the proposed rule for targeting on the field. And, and I was wondering, do you agree with Stephen on that rule? Well, I agree with Stephen. Yes, I do. He spends a lot of time on that competition committee, a lot of time, and uh, really gets into the nuances of very – very uh, real data, uh, not just opinions, but real data, filmed data. And so he gets privy to all that, and uh, uh, he's got that down every time uh, the way that uh, I think about it. Well, and and I, I was also curious. I've never known the answer to this question. That's a pretty important role. I think there are nine people on that committee. How did Stephen get involved with that initially, uh, Jerry? Well, uh, it's um, really a compliment to him uh, to be in management as well as be on the competition committee. Uh, usually that was a, a coach's role. It is the one committee that I wanted to be involved in when I came into the National Football League. And so uh, I was honored uh, to be uh, uh, the uh, uh, only uh, uh, general manager that was on it uh, for years. Uh, with uh, Don Shula, with uh, uh, some of the great coaches, Marty Schottenheimer, some of the very great coaches. It was all coaches. We did it differently. We'd go off and go for three weeks, and you'd go to Hawaii or you'd go to someplace like that and sit there and go through all the data and all the countless reams and reams of plays. seemed like you looked at every play that had been played in the National Football League during that time. For me, I learned a lot of football, boy, sitting there in that competition. I think I was on it eight or ten years. And I really learned a lot of football sitting around in those meetings looking at how officiating is done, how plays are run that would create compromising situation for officiating, and looking at what is sound and what isn't sound and have really uh, probably – a litany of the greatest coaches that have ever coached in football, period, and get to do that. So Stevens had the same opportunities around a lot of great coaches, a lot of great people that have really spent a lot of time in this game, and it's been a very educational thing. But Steven is outstanding there, too. He's taken it well and spent a lot of time and gives us a, a great insight into the philosophy behind why they call some plays and why they don't on officiating. Uh, well, Jerry, as we're looking up at the TV screen, we're seeing some highlights from yesterday's high school football state championships. Tonight, South Oak Cliff tries to defend their title. Duncanville and DeSoto are playing in Alito tomorrow in your stadium. I can always remember John Steven and your son Steven celebrating the unbelievable comeback of, of Highland Park. How much do you still watch these state championship games? Well, I go to them. I watch them uh, only in Texas. I'll assure you we've got the greatest football in this country, and we have it beginning at that, not beginning, but we have it in full-blown excellence at the high school level, and there's no reason. I used to say this, and I still do. If we could have exclusively North Texas, the Dallas Cowboys, and we only got the players out of North Texas, but we were the only ones that could get them, Cowboys had exclusive to North Texas. I think we'd win the Super Bowl every year. That's how good football is in North Texas. 
and it's an absolute pleasure to watch as well. Hey, Jerry, before we let you go, you were talking about the holidays. It is this week as we get ready for all that. Is that do you have music? Do you have Christmas music playing in the office? I know you got the fan playing all the time too. Do you have Christmas music and the fan playing simultaneously? How's that work for you? I can't get enough for Christmas or the trappings around Christmas. Uh, I like to see those uh, fruit cakes. Believe it or not, I like to see that pecan pie, and I like one open around someplace all the time. Uh, I've got lights everywhere I go, Christmas lights. And I hear that music, I'll have a blue Christmas without you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but seriously, I want it everywhere I go. And you've made a serious question to an opportunity. This is favorite time for me, Christmas and football. Oh, yeah, man. And, and now at the star, my wife was like, hey, we got to go out to Frisco. We got to go like take part in what they're doing out there. You guys are starting to put like a lot of uh, effort into making sure that there's that celebration around the star and around that whole complex there, man. Well, thank you for mentioning it. But we are. There's no question. Uh, that's gratifying that it looks that way. But to have that star uh, associating with football directly, the Cowboys, the playing fields, and then to put the all the kinds of trappings uh, around, not just the lights. Uh, that's a big part of it. And we want to grow that, and we want, as time comes, uh, it to be so special uh, because uh, we get a lot of visibility. Uh, that's shown a lot on national television out there at the Star. And so uh, uh, that's the kind of thing that we would, tradition is really what it's about. And we rear back and fire at it now. We make it special and spend a lot of effort and money to do it. But we want to celebrate Christmas with football uh, via uh, the star. Well, you got one more week before you actually do have it on, on Christmas Eve. Looking forward to, uh, to this weekend, Jerry. Best of luck in Jacksonville. Thanks, guys. Enjoyed it today. There he goes. Jerry Jones, Cowboys owner and GM. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports that clock at four Doncic. the step back three you bet. music you set my world on fire and even podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on TuneIn. go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.